let's consider three quick things about our spiritual EKG. Uh, that would be our diagnosis, our prognosis, and treatment. First, what's the diagnosis? Well, the diagnosis identifies the problem. We've identified three, hatred, pride, and prejudice. The second question is, what's the prognosis? A prognosis is the likely course or the outcome. And a heart that's filled with hatred, pride, and prejudice, and it continues on its current path, will find itself far away from the Lord. And that leads us to the third question, what's the treatment? And that leads us to key point number three. Key point number three is this. Humility in the human heart will cure us of hatred, pride, and prejudice. Humility in the human heart will cure us of hatred, pride, and prejudice. I want you to hear the tone of humility when it comes to the Apostle Paul as he addresses King Agrippa. Let's pick back up. In uh, Acts chapter 26, we're going to start at verse 1. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. Now let's pause there just for a moment. Festus admittedly doesn't know the Jewish customs. Remember, uh, he, you know, he's like, I just don't know these things. Agrippa, on the other hand, has a history and a familiarity with these things. Paul acknowledged him as an expert in this area because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews from verse 3. So let's keep reading, but I want you to listen for some things. Listen for Paul to share what his heart was like before Jesus and after Jesus. Listen to the transition in the heart of the Apostle Paul. Verse 4, my manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at, at Jerusalem, all the Gentiles know. They knew me from the first, if they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. Now, what are, what are we saying there? It's saying that then he at least, he had somewhat pride. But look at verse six. And now, listen, we're going we're gonna to hear some humility here. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by our God to our fathers. To this promise, our 12 tribes earnestly serving God night and day hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I'm accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them, often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly enraged against them, I pers persecuted them 
even to foreign cities. Are you hearing that? Are you hearing the hatred in his heart? He was enraged against them. Now pick back up verse 12. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests at midday, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we all had fallen to the ground, what is that? Humility? Do you hear it? When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which have seen, which you have seen, and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people, as well as from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from power, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You hear the humility? Listen to verse 19. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God and do works befitting repentance. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, did you hear that? Therefore, having obtained help from God, what is that? Humility. To this day I stand witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Now, as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you're beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. Do you hear that? Festus is demonstrating what? Pride. We see it again. Now look back, verse, verse 25. But he said, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason for the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for the chains. When he had said these things, the king stood up, as well as the governor and Bernice, and those who sat with them, 
And when they had gone aside, they talked among themselves, saying, This man has done nothing deserving of death or chains. Then Agrippa said to Festus, This man, they might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. And we come to the end of chapter 26. Let me ask you a question. What do you want in your heart? What do you want in your heart? Because an unchecked heart can easily become diseased with hatred and pride and prejudice. Paul did not display hatred of his accusers. He could have, but he didn't. Paul did not complain to Agrippa and Bernice for the pride parade. He could have. Paul didn't address the prejudices of Rome against the Jews. Could have, but he didn't. Paul simply did what? He presented the gospel of Jesus Christ with a heart of humility, a heart that was once, as he said himself, was filled with rage. It was filled with hatred and pride and prejudice, but it had been cured by the gospel. Church, I want you to know that that's why I'm here today. I, too, once had a heart that was filled with hatred and pride and prejudice. Those things try to show up every now and then, but my doctor, the great physician, Jesus himself, has declared me to be cured from those things. They no longer control the rhythm of my heart, but instead my heart beats for the things of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Guard your heart. Guard your heart because it is your heart that is going to give direction to all of life's concerns. You remember in the Bible when Nathan confronted King David about his affair with Bathsheba? King David responded with a heart of repentance. And it's it's my hope and my prayer that his response would encourage our own response. So as I quote King David... I quote him as my own one last thought. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Psalm 51.